Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Triple F Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stoltz, and in today's show, I'm talking about density training, a new training technique that I've added to my routine over the last several weeks and I've experienced it with over the last year here and there. It's been a regular part of my routine for a while now, and it has made a big difference for me. And I'm going to talk about why it's great, how you do it, how to include it in your training split right now, and benefits that I've seen from it personally and that you might see if you include it. Today's episode, very actionable, right? Something you can put into your own training, put into action. I'm a big fan of doing this podcast for informative reasons, but I'm an even bigger fan of you putting them into practice. And that's why I'm doing the show, right? I want you to learn things from my experience, be able to apply them yourself, learn from that experience, and maybe even share with others. So give it a try. If you like it, let me know. Best way to get in contact with me is through email, jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com, or through Instagram, through the DMs, at stoltzfit, S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T on Instagram. Also that on YouTube. Shoot me a direct message. Shoot me a comment. Shoot me an email. Let me know how you like this kind of training, if you have any questions on it, or if you have a question you want answered on the podcast. So let's get started with today's show, all about density training, a new tool for muscle growth. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. All right, episode 347 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Today, I'm giving you some training advice and some training techniques that you can add in that I think a lot of people don't do and that might be very, very useful for you. So this is something called density training, and I'm going to get right into it. I have added this in my training for the last several weeks. I experimented with it around... Um, I started adding it in late February, early March, and then I kind of took a break from it, but I was experimenting with it around then, added it back in in May, and I've been doing it since then. So it's something that I've really been enjoying and that I've seen a lot of benefits from, which I'll get into later in the show to kind of close out. But this is something that not very many people do this type of training. Some people will do it without meaning to, but doing it with purpose and intention is going to really make a big difference. We're very, very caught up in the classic rep schemes, the classic way of training, right? Three sets of 10, four sets of 10, five sets of five, working up to a one rep max, the things that people training for muscle and strength do, right? And it's it's pretty, it's pretty standard stuff, right? For the most part. And it gets boring, it gets dry, and we plateau. And I'm a big fan of throwing in some kind of wild things to the mix that still help you accumulate the volume and the reps and the sets and the weight and the tonnage that you need, but in different ways. And that could be something like 13 sets of two instead of doing 
you know, three sets of 10 or something like that, getting pretty close to the same reps, but with heavier weight, lower amount per set. I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff, adding it in. I think it provides a whole different kind of skill element and uh, definitely helps you move more weight over time. Density training is one of those things that's a little bit different and it's a little bit out there. Um, but I've seen a lot of people do it with success, heard a lot of success stories from people using this type of thing. I wanted to give it a try for myself. There's a lot of different ways you can do this. I've been experiencing with three different styles of it. And I'll give you the gist of how you set up density training. Density training, density here is defined as the amount of work and an amount of time, right? So doing a certain amount of sets, you could say, or a certain amount of reps in a certain block of time. And you record the number that you do in that amount of time and you beat that or you add weight or or you lower your RPE over the course of time. Okay, so I'll get into my different styles that I use. You can kind of see how this works. The first one is the 100 rep style. And this is, well, with density training to start, I'll talk about how you load it, right? Because that's the important part as I go through these styles is what weight are you using? And of course, the weight is individual to the person and their strength levels and the movement you're doing. But in general, you take a pretty low percentage and you do not a lot of reps with it at a time in general, right? So for me, I usually go by the standard of starting with like around a 10, 12 rep max, something that I could do probably for a couple sets of 10 or 12, right? And I will do only like sets of four to six or around five and then that might decrease to even threes or twos as I go through the training, uh, the little section, the little block of density training, the time period. So with a 100 rep method might be a little bit different. But as I go on and talk about the other methods where you're talking just about like the strongman training, the exercise thing where you're just putting in the sets at a certain RPE or you are, you know, maybe decreasing reps as you go. It's all with weight that's doing about half the reps that you normally could. And this will make sense as I go and explain the methods. But that's how you load it. So you are taking a decently heavy load and you're doing fewer reps with it, but you're accumulating a lot of reps, right? So if you can normally do one set of 10 with a weight and you're accumulating 40 reps or something like that, then you're doing essentially the same amount of work as four sets of 10 in a certain time block. And you're gonna get better and better where you're gonna add weight, you're gonna decrease your time, you're gonna decrease the effort it takes, you're gonna do those things to make improvements. So anyways, rewind. First style is the 100 rep method. This is the most simple. This is just doing 100 total reps in as little time as possible. So the clock is running, you do um, just as simple as it sounds, pick up a weight that this one isn't the rule of about your 10 rep max. I like to do a little bit lighter on this one, maybe 20 to 30 reps you could do with one set. And you're going to do a hundred reps as fast as you can. And you're going to record that time. And then you're going to beat that time for a few weeks. And then you're going to increase the weight and then start that cycle over again. So how I include this one in my split, 
I'll talk about splits a little bit later on how you can actually set up density training in your split, but I include this one at the end of the workout just as kind of like a pump inducer, a finisher, so to say, with uh, not compound movements. So I'm not going to do this on squats. I'm not going to try to get 100 squats, 100 deadlifts. That's just going to make me sore or get injured. It'll be like for bicep curls, lateral raises, um, stuff like that, face pulls, big fan of that one. Uh, just things that you really can't overtrain too much and isn't really going to mess up the rest of your training to, to push yourself there at the end. I've done it with stuff like push-ups and pull-ups as well, and I didn't like that as much. It wasn't as effective. It was harder to load, um, and it definitely kind of fatigued me differently than doing just isolation movements. So from my experience, start with something simple like tricep pushdowns or bicep curls. Um, just 100 reps as fast as you can, then beat that time every week. So it's a new way of progressing, right? It's a way, instead of just adding weight every single week, adding reps every single week, you're keeping the reps the same. You're even keeping the weight the same. You're just increase. you're improving the density. So you are getting it done in a shorter amount of time, right? Which means you're resting less essentially, and you're doing more work per set. So that's the first style. And out of the three, it's my least favorite. It's the one that I just do occasionally thrown at the end of the workout and that's probably how I would advise throwing it in um, my next one is my favorite which is the strongman density style and this is getting in strongman implement work uh, in a, a limited amount of time so I say that because it's not necessarily a certain strict density block it's more about like you cannot go past this certain amount of time so you're not improving the time that you're doing, you're increasing the weight and you're increasing the work you're doing or the the distance of a walk or a carry and you're getting stronger that way but always keeping it under the time cap. So you're in, increasing and improving the density that way because you're doing more work in the same amount of time or at least the same time limit. So I do this with farmer walks, especially recently, and sandbag loading so in my home gym i have farmer's walk implements which i really like and i have some sandbags that i made i started out with a 50 pound sandbag and a 100 pound sandbag and i had to beef those up a little bit now i have a i have three sandbags 100 pounds 150 pounds and 200 pounds and i'll do loading with that which is pretty much picking it up off the ground and putting it up onto my deep freezer which is a platform about chest height so you're just loading it pulling it off loading it doing reps that way for the farmer's walks it's literally just picking up the implements walking turning around and coming back and then i always do another turn so the implements end up the same direction for the next set and I will set the timer for a max amount of time where I don't want to exceed. So usually it is 10 to 15 minutes. I recommend starting with 10 to push the pace a little bit. As you get heavier, you might want to experiment with heavier weights, longer rests, and a bigger block of time. But for strongman implements, is a great way to train because a lot of people ask me how to use those. A lot of people have problems programming those in. And my favorite way to do it is with 
the density training to kind of challenge yourself conditioning wise a little bit and to hurry up the movement a little bit because in strongman training you are in a time crunch for most of the time in competitions so it's nice to be able to kind of push that pace and get used to that it gets you in shape it gets the work capacity up and it kind of keeps you from wimping out because if you've ever done really heavy farmer walks with like i don't know roughly around your body weight in each hand something like that or more you know that it is a feeling that's a little different or if you ever like walked with a yoke with like over five seven hundred pounds on it it's a feeling that just fatigues you and it is it like makes weird areas hurt on your body like your hips hurt from having all that weight on there your hands are stinging and feel like arthritic from holding on to that much weight on your farmer's carries, your traps are getting sore from squeezing as you walk. Those things are really common and it's really easy to just sit there in the grass and try to catch your breath and get your muscles recovered before the next set. I like to push that out of the way and push right through that with density training. So that's why I use it. And it also is a way to include it that's fun, a challenge. And I found that something like conditioning and farmers walks and strongman training is something I will skip if it's maybe programmed in as sets and reps but if it's like a, t a challenge I'll do it so it's a little bit more of a mind trick that way as well so I'll get into how I include that in a split like I said in my normal training week but like I said I like to do that with sandbag loading normally I'll do six sets in 10 minutes with sandbag loading or 10 sets in 15 minutes. Those are pretty much my two styles that I do. And with sandbag loading, it's a number of reps. So it'll normally be like three to five, somewhere in there, or a total amount of reps to do in that amount of time. Um, like for example, try to do 50 reps of sandbag loading in 15 minutes. And I'll use a weight that I could do for probably 10 loads make me really tired but I'll do it for around five so it's roughly 10 sets of five and 15 minutes and sometimes I'll do every minute on the minute different styles like that but in general that's the style that I use for farmers walks of course it's not reps it's distance so I'll measure feet or yards so let's say it's like um, 25 yards something like that um, I think that's about when I normally do 60 feet, I think is what I typically do. So whatever that is, 20 yards, I guess. Uh, so 20 yard farmer walks, which is pretty short and heavy. Um, you could do a little longer than that as well. But I like to do the shorter ones and really heavy to get that work in. So I'll, I'll just do six sets of that amount of distance in 10 minutes. That's my go-to farmer's walk style. That provides you with enough time to do the farmer's walk, rest a little bit, and get going. And it gives you around if you're efficient around a minute of rest or more and you'll find as you do the density training as you go through the sets you'll need to rest less at the beginning you're not timing the rest so you're good and then at the end you want to rest a little bit more and you're you're able to kind of pace yourself with density training by looking at the clock so if you get for example six sets of farmers walks in 10 minutes if you finish four of them and it says six minutes on the clock, you have four minutes left, you have some time, you know? You just have to do a couple more sets, 
in four minutes, you can take a little extra rest. You can really focus on your technique. You can learn to pace yourself better next time and experiment with it that way. I find that useful on how to um, pace yourself in those events. The third style is my favorite style. And this is out of the three that I've done, the one I start my density workouts with since I do a dedicated density day. And right now, I do this with barbell rows. So I pick a movement that I want to focus on. I do that for about four weeks, five weeks. Um, Right now, it's barbell rows. That's been my favorite. I did it with pull-ups. Not my favorite, once again, because it's a little harder to load. Something that's easier to load Keep form tight is better. So penlay rows, barbell rows, one-arm rows, um, dumbbell rows, that would be all fine as well. One-arm rows, take that back. Might be a little hard because you have to switch arms. So keep it a two-arm movement so you can just do the reps and rest. Uh, barbell rows, dumbbell rows, penlay rows. You could try pull-ups, pull-downs, cable rows, things like that. I find that I am able to do a lot of weight with this density training. So I wanted to mention that as well because things like cable rows I might try in the future, but I think I would max out the weight relatively quick. The reason for that being um, you're doing such low reps per set that you find you can really you'll find how you'll find you're good at it. You'll find you're stronger in that amount of time than you think. So for example, with the barbell rows, I started out with like a 10 rep max for me and did no more than sets of five. So that's how I structure that training. I'll do my go-to is in 10 minutes, 40 reps. Um, I'll actually, I'll do, I think I'll do 15 minutes for this one. If I'm remembering right, I have it written down in my training journal, but I'll do, 40 reps with no more than five reps per set. And most of the time I get to about 20 reps, 25 maybe. And I have to lower the reps down to three or four. By the end, I'm doing ones and twos. Okay. So if that makes sense, you do a set of five, you rest, set of five, rest, do that three or four times. And then that set of five is such a high RPE that your form starts breaking down. I like to keep RPE somewhere around seven or eight. And to keep that RPE, you have to lower the reps as you go. You cannot stay sets of five. You can't do eight sets of five at the same RPE in a time crunch. That's just not going to happen. If you can, you're probably not honest with your own RPEs or you're probably not loading properly. So I like to lower the reps as I go. So I'll do probably three, four, five sets of five and then drop it to threes or fours and then drop it to twos. And then if I have time, drop it to ones. Sometimes you have to push through and do the twos because you're running out of time which is kind of the benefit. But I like barbell rows because you find you're a lot stronger than you think. I started with my 10 rep max, which boy, I don't know at the time was like 165 on barbell rows or something like that with good form. And I'm up to like 235 now with that. And that's with pretty good form, not maybe picture perfect because I am going kind of fast and they are lower reps, but it's not heaving it around. They're definitely not cheat rows. And I've increased this weight a lot over time. Actually, that first time was really easy. And that's because doing a set of 10 on barbell rows, a lot different than doing a set of three. With a set of three, you're not really accumulating the same type of fatigue that you are with sets of 10. So it's a different kind of tired. It's a different kind of loading. And you'll find you can actually do a lot more weight, which I think is a benefit because you're getting practice with heavier weight and you're getting some benefits 
to other areas than just your back, right? So for maximal back growth, probably would be better to not do that type of training and just heave big weights around. It's probably better to get more out of less weight. But you get a lot of benefits from having the heavy weight as well, right? Your grip, traps, forearms, biceps, things like that are all stimulated extra because of that weight. But that's my favorite style. I love that. I always start that. I always start my density days with that. So how my density days go is I'll start with that style, barbell rows, be a 15-minute block where I do the 40 reps, no more than five reps a set. Most of the time, it's three or four reps. And when I'm done with that, I'll rest about five minutes, which is a pretty nice long rest. And then I'll move on to the strongman movement of the day. And I try to rotate them by block, or I try to just do what feels the best at that time. So like, for example, yesterday, I built a patio and carried a lot of stones, like 900 patio pavers. Farmer's walks probably wouldn't be the best choice because my hands hurt. <laughs> so I'd probably do something like a zercher carry, yoke walk, sled push, sandbag loading, something like that. But for the most part, I try to stick with farmer's walks just because that's my goal, right, to get better at that. So then I'll move on to that, do the six sets in 10 minutes style, rest for another few minutes, and then I actually won't do the 100 rep method in the same workout. I'll save that for the end of like a push day or something. If I want to do some face pulls, I'll just end with some accessories and weaknesses. Like I'll do calves, abs, grip, stuff like that. And that's my workout for density day. Very, very, very hard. Something that really whoops you and messes with your recovery. So because of that, you have to include it carefully in your split. I don't think you can just throw in a density training session of farmer walks at the end of your back day. I think you will be wrecked and you can't do, let's say you do a push-pull legs, you definitely won't train legs as well the next day. So what I do for my split right now is set the density day aside on its own day, except for the 100 rep method was just kind of a pump-inducing thing. And... I'll set it aside with a rest day on each side. So you're sandwiching it in on rest days and extending your training week to not be seven days. So I do something like push, pull, rest, legs, shoulders and arms, rest, density, rest, and then repeat that. That's something like eight or nine days total. So the days of the week that those training sessions are on rotate, which some people might hate, but I actually like that because that means I train some weekends, some weekends I don't. You know, sometimes you want to train, sometimes you don't. And um, it gives you some flexibility on the rest days as well. The density day, with a day of rest beforehand, you feel really fresh going into it. It's a fun workout. It doesn't take that long, maybe 45, 50 minutes total. And then you get a rest day afterwards to kind of recuperate, sleep, eat, all that stuff. And then I'll also usually put a high calorie day on the density day because that's, um, you use it. And it feels like you do. So I like doing more calories, recovering for a day before and after, and then getting back to normal training week and pushing that strongman density stuff aside for the rest of the training week. Don't get tempted to throw it in, do your normal training, work for the stimulus you're training for, and then do the density on its own day. That's how I've done it. I've seen a lot of benefits. My benefits really have been an increased work capacity in other movements, especially related to the barbell row. So doing the barbell row, I've really 
in the density format, I've noticed that I'm able to even pick up heavier weight off the floor for other exercises way easier. You're doing it so often and able to really just um, not fatigue as much with even normal sets of rows, whether it's cable rows, band rows, pull downs, stuff like that. Any back movement, I've noticed that I'm able to handle the weights a lot better, not get as fatigued, and I'm seeing benefits that way. I'm also seeing growth benefits. I truly believe that muscle growth is due in part to this type of training that I've seen, especially in the farmer's walk. I've always had trouble including that in training and figuring out how to actually have it benefit me instead of just trash me. And I've seen actual muscle growth from the farmer's walk and it does fatigue you a ton, which is normally the drawback, why I don't recommend it on normal training days. But with a density style, it fatigues you, but it also just stimulates you. And I am noticing a lot of benefits from that. So that's it. Try this style of training. Let me know what you think. If you need help setting up a split or setting up goals for this density training or how to do it, reach out on Instagram at StoltzFit or through email. I always link those in the description of the podcast so you have reference to them. Look forward to hearing from you. That was episode 347 of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Give density training a shot. I'm a big believer now, and I'm definitely going to keep it in my training as I go. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.